Welcome to the Healthy Doctor Podcast, where we host conversations about physician well-being. I'm Dr. Steve Sartori, Director of the Center for Well-Being at the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. One of the most commonly cited drivers of physician burnout is the electronic medical record. Doctors now spend more time with their computer than with their patients. Allocating a greater proportion of time to direct patient interaction increases joy and satisfaction for both patients and doctors. To explore this topic further, I have invited Dr. James Anderson as my guest on this episode. Dr. Anderson is CEO of Team Care Medicine, helping doctors find greater joy by removing the load of EMR documentation, freeing them to focus on relationships with patients and medical decision-making. The Team Care Medicine model has been endorsed by the American Medical Association, the American Board of Internal Medicine, the Cleveland Clinic, and Family Practice Management. Dr. Anderson is a primary care physician whose clinical career spans more than 40 years. A graduate of the University of Virginia School of Medicine, he is board certified in both family medicine and emergency medicine. He has received multiple awards as a family practice educator and has helped train over 200 primary care residents. Dr. Anderson served in the United States Army Reserves and was deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. He is a former trustee of CMDA and a leader in his local church. He has served his community in a variety of volunteer leadership roles and has participated in a variety of medical mission trips. He is married with four adult children. Let's listen to what Dr. Anderson has to say about well-being and the EMR. Well, James, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Healthy Doctor podcast. Yes, yeah, good to be with you, Steve. Thank you. The EMR, the, the electronic record that has entered healthcare over the last uh, decade or more, has been blamed as a major contributor to physician burnout. I know you've been engaged in that uh, place of thinking and study for a while. What, what do you think about that statement? The EMR is necessary today in the complex medical world of finance or transparency or in documentation. But if the physician has to do all the documentation, then the 15 to 20 minute appointment actually becomes obsolete. The EMR, I would say, has made the 15 minute doctor appointment just an impossible task with the documentation. Steve, for 25 years I've been teaching residents in family medicine here in MCV. And I tell them you have to handle five major issues before you can really enjoy the doctor-patient relationship in their world. The emotional burden of their debt is one issue. Another issue is unrealistic patient expectations. Another is the fear of litigation. And another issue is the weight of the responsibility of their decisions, the implications is terrifying to some of them. And the fifth one is this impossible learning curve to master. So then I say, as you cross these hurdles, you will actually be able to enjoy the, the aspect of patient care that involves love and trust. And now the EMR has been added to all of that. And it's not only been added, but it's requiring a ton of focus and attention and pulls you away from the doctor-patient relationship. 
Yeah, so when you say that, and as I listen to you, I'm thinking, who wants to navigate that burden? You've just delineated a very difficult course to chart here, and then you've added to it the EMR. Well, that's why, I mean, when our residents, they spend three years here in the office with us, and we have to use EMR as part of their training, and it was a residency review committee requirement back in 2008, or you'd lose your accreditation. So they're doing what I do during the day, and six of eight will not go into primary care. Either five of the eight or or six of the eight that we graduate every year either go into something like urgent care, hospitalist, or fellowship, and they'll say to me, Dr. Anderson, we can't do this for 40 years. We can't just do this documentation and this logistical nightmare. It's really pushing people away from primary care, and we're seeing that those numbers affirm that. Well, you know, you can run, but you cannot hide. They're going to run into this record in almost any arena they go to. So what is it really about the EMR that impacts the burnout issue and the well-being? What is it about that EMR? The doctor-patient relationship is a whole source of enjoyment. It makes the sacrifice worth it. And so the EMR is taking away that relationship, the time, the focus that it requires, the data entry, is really undermining the doctor-patient relationship inside the exam room. And that is really the source of enjoyment, the source of strength to do this 40 years. So um, that's how it's been that straw that broke the camel's back uh, that makes primary care so hard for so many physicians that actually become overwhelmed by just the day-to-day grind, that loss of relationship. Mm. You know, I, I think your residents, and of course I was in a residency program as a faculty member too, and just watching how that interaction, what that interaction looks like with an EMR in the room as opposed to no EMR. It's a de- very different dynamic. There's one study that showed that the average resident is spending seven minutes per patient. And, you know, to be learning on such a little face-to-face, but there's, there's the majority of their time is logistical in their training programs now. Yeah, it takes away from what we're supposed to be doing as doctors, which is building patient relationships and solving medical issues. And now we're distracted that's, that's what I think the burnout is, the loss of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, you're here to tell us that there's a different way, I think, that we don't have to lose our patient relationships, lose our joy in spite of an EMR. I think you have told me you've got some ideas. Yes. Um, the way physicians handle the documentation is they give up their lunch times, they give up their evenings, time with family, time just building friendships during the day as well as the evenings. So how do you offload that documentation? I know in 2008 when my training program took on the EMR, I lost all my lunch times. And those were my times to talk with attendings, residents, and my teaching time went down by 75%. But my twin brother, when he developed this model, uh, He's passed away now, 
But he started working on this in 2004 to offload the logistics, and it took him a number of years. It's called Team Care Model. But basically, it's pretty simple. You build a competent team within the office. You maximize people's abilities according to their licensures, and then uh, you offload the logistics and you free up the physician to use his or her time for what they were trained for to focus on the medical issue. So this team care model really is a team doing what right now many physicians do individually. Well, it sounds like a way to gain some freedom for the doctors. And so uh, why would a doctor not do this? You're saying what are the barriers to implementing a team care model because it does sound so simple and practical, but it basically involves a transformation and a major shift in the mentality for the physician. The medical school rarely teaches, you know, how to manage a team. They kind of teach us to do, you know, the medical history taking, decision-making process, and we're kind of the center of it all. But in the team care medicine model, the physician is more like the star player who feeds the ball to the other team players and raises the performance of the entire team and more about leadership for the office management. But the physician is doing the examination, the decision-making, but all the data recording is offloaded to your team care assistants who are trained. So the hurdles, you really have to increase your staffs, and that scares people from a financial standpoint. And you have to train clinical staff, whether it's a nurse or an LPN or a medical assistant, to take on a role what we call a team care assistant. And the team care assistant does at least six different steps in the patient visit where the physician is only involved in two of them, all the preliminary documentation before the visit, uh, physician comes in the room is done, you know, things like updating medicines, have you been in the emergency room, what your other physicians are saying, all the things we do in preparing the landscape. The physician comes in, the team care assistant presents 13 or 14 data points, different data points to the physician in a quick summary. The physician then asks what questions he or she would want to know to the patient. And all this is done in front of the patient, so the patient is engaged and uh, know they have been listened to. Then the physician does a physical exam, decides what he or she believes is going on, and decides on a plan, and then the team care assistant does the documentation and the implementation of that plan, whether that's ordering pharmaceuticals or testing or referrals. But the physician steps out after the decisions have been made and all the documentation is done by the team care assistant. So this differs from a scribe because the scribe just kind of follows one physician, but in the team care model, an active physician might have four team care assistants working with them and having three or four patients being seen, getting attention, getting the documentation done, 
and then he or she as a physician goes in and does examination and the decision-making process. The relationship, which you and I enjoy and love, is preserved and mm-hmm. really rebuilt. I like the fact it's interesting that you say it's different than a scribe because scribes get a lot of press nowadays as a way to offload the electronic record and people think about that and bringing a student in or somebody to scribe for them to save time. But this team care model seems like many people can be trained up to the point of functioning in that plus more and more. And uh, you get more bang for your buck out of a team care assistant, it sounds like. You do. You see, there's in the team care medicine model, the team care assistant will go in ahead of the physician, not only do chief complaint, but they have question sets. If you come in with elbow pain or knee pain or chest pain or follow-up of heart failure, over 500 question sets, and the team care assistant is like taking a history. They review, again, like I said, medication, allergies, surgical history, social history, family history. All those things are quick, but we just want an accurate chart. But they've taken that history, and then when the physician comes in, they're focused on the history, but they can see an updated chart. And uh, then for that moment, while the physician's in there, the team care assistant is a scribe. He or she is writing down uh, or putting in the computer all that the physician tells her during the exam, what his differential might be or his or her differential might be. And then the physician will leave after saying, let's do this and this and this. And the team care assistant is left in the room to do all that implementation. And the physician goes on to the next patient. Whereas if it's just a scribe, they're just writing down what the physician tells them and not involved in the patient when the physician isn't there. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't really free up the physician. I mean, it's some help, but it's not the help of the team care assistant. Yeah, this sounds better. We did a group of doctors in February Steve, and within four weeks, the morale went up uh, significantly. Their take-home work was reduced by 80%, their EMR work at home. And um, they'll say, I'll never go back to the old way because they experience relationship again. And the patients are happier because they average seeing between three and five more patients a day, so they're accessible. They're not booked up three months out. When my brother did this, he could start seeing 10 walk-ins a day because he is accessible and he had a whole team implementing it. So the patient satisfaction was very good because they could see a physician they trusted rather than having to go to the ER urgent care and meeting somebody they didn't know. So the morale goes up both on not having to work in the evening as well as I mean, the volume increases the financial, and that covers your staff. Mm-hmm. Whatever staff increase you uh, do, this model has been shown to cover the cost within a matter of months. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like a winner. It sounds like the patients win because they get more time with their own regular doctor. It sounds like the staff gets to be more engaged with patients, and that is satisfying for the staff. 
Sounds like the doctor is not going home and starting his day from home, reviewing charts, ending his day at home, saying to his wife or spouse or children, you know, I'm sorry, I've got another hour or two with my medical record. So it really sounds like it's good for staff, good for patients, good for income, good for doctor. And uh, yet I'm sitting here thinking that there's going to be some pushback from doctors because it's like, well, that sounds like a lot of work to make this transformation. The pain of getting there is going to be too much. How, what would you have to say when they're sort of saying, no, I, that's too much of a pain to get there? Well, it, you're very much right. The change is very difficult. And I've met with doctors, and I've said, you know, you're going to have to trust your staff. Any team has a key component of trust, and many physicians don't want to trust. This model won't work for them. We find some physicians that we recommend in their practices don't hire us to train their team because the physician is not going to want to do this. And it's, it's not a source of embarrassment. It's just the reality that it is. And some people are concerned about the increased staff and the finances. But when you look at the numbers, that answer is right away. But I had a doctor the other day, and he said to me, I mean, I said to him, I'm not sure this model could work because you, 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 right now you want to do everything. You want to give your own immunizations. You want to do everything. You would have to trust the staff. And he looked at me and said, if I don't, if this doesn't work for me, I will die. I'm on the computer till midnight every night of the week now. And this has been going on for years, all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And he said, I thought I could last till I was 65, and I can't. I'm worn out at 55. So uh, when my brother developed this model, he tried to just teach it in theory, that didn't work because it does take training to create trust and communication, division of responsibilities, uploading uh, licensures so that people enjoy the moment and you maximize their potential. So now uh, this business will do a lot of key job. They send in coaches, they send IT people to get the EMR so it has these 500 question sets in them and they work with the receptionist, they work with all the clinical assistants, they work with the physician and then the EMR people. So it does require change and it does require focus but we had, like I said, within two to three weeks of a group in Cincinnati, they were saying we will never go back. And And it's There are online webinars that we can do with physicians so they can learn a lot more about it. And it requires about two and a half days of training where you're seeing patients, but your office is being trained from front all the way to the end of the visit on how to do this new pathway. So my brother ended up uh, developing a lock and key training job because people couldn't do it on their own. It took him about seven years. He he started talking to me about this in 2005, and in 2012, he became a full-time consultant because it was so successful. So it sounds like this organization could be helpful with almost a turnkey operation to say we are willing to make this practice transformation. We need help doing it. We know someone who can help us do it, and we'll hire you, and you come in, and you make it happen. Yes. 
the very nurses that he developed the model with are still going out coaching. <laughs> mm. They love it so much. Yeah, that sounds sounds great. And I think uh, a while back you said about physicians and leaders and coaches and, you know, learning how to be a leader of a team for a doctor can be a very difficult uh, thing to move into. And I think you're right. We don't learn about that, uh, being the head of a team or a player on a team and how to develop our people, grow the people around us and trust them and build trust on your team. And those are really key things that don't only work in the office, but in all of life. And so I think some of the things that could be learned in this model would also transfer into our leadership positions in other realms of our physician life. You're exactly right. It's so commonsensical that we wonder why are we doing it in such an obsolete way nowadays, trying to cram a 30 to 45 minutes. I mean, the team care visit is 45 minutes total. It's 30 minutes with the team care assistant, 15 minutes with the physician. You know, with the team care model, you just have 15 or 20 minutes total with a physician. Mm-hmm. I mean, the patients get so much more attention, and uh, everybody's happier. Mm-hmm. I am confident there are many out there who are in this uh, predicament and not knowing a way out. And so I'm wondering, uh, how do they connect with you? I'm thinking they ought to call you up and figure it out. Our office here in Virginia, the phone number is 757-812-9279. Or they can send an email to info at, spelled out, teamcaremedicine.com. Or they can go on and sign up for a no-cost, no-obligation webinar through the webpage at teamcaremedicine.com. So any one of those ways, whether it's email or webinar or calling us directly, uh, we will follow up with. But, Steve, part of my engine, not only because of my brother's work, but uh, primary care is, is just dying because of this, and people won't go into it. And the whole gospel is relationship, and in this realm of medicine, we, we have to preserve the doctor-patient relationship, or medicine will die. If it's just about logistics, nobody will do it. Mm-hmm. And we just lose so much. Well, that's what happens when healthcare becomes a business and economically driven and consumers and providers rather than professionals who provide a service to a patient and there's an interpersonal relationship and that's where the heart of healthcare is. Yes. James, I, I really thank you for being with us today and I'm hoping that many uh, investigate this team care model. I think it has a lot of potential to help us get to where we want to be when sometimes we don't know how to get to where we want to be. This could be a solution. Yes. um, In today's world, as busy as doctors are, they just need, you know, a coach to come along saying, hey, we can do this. And it's really not a long process once people are trained up to it. And, and just taught it. It's just not, it's more common sense than anything. Well, as we say, common, common sense is not as common as it once used to be, right? <laughs> Sad to say you're right. Yeah. Well, thanks, James, and appreciate all you do out there, and uh, I trust uh, God will continue to bless you as you move forward. Thank you so much, Steve. God bless you.
I thank Dr. Anderson for helping us understand the team care model, a way of helping practitioners regain the joy of medicine by increasing time with patients. It does require doctors to be leaders and to trust their team, which are skills that can help them throughout their lives. If you are interested in finding out more information, visit teamcaremedicine.com. At the CMDA Center for Wellbeing, we help healthcare professionals align with God, optimize well-being, and maximize influence. For more information, visit cmda.org wellbeing. If you are interested in hosting a well-being retreat or you need a speaker for your meeting or event, email wellbeing at cmda.org. If you want help managing burnout, navigating change or transition, or growing your leadership skills, a CMDA coach can help. Visit cmda.org coaching. I invite you to come to Cannon Beach, Oregon, January 23 through 26 for the West Coast Conference, where our team at the Center for Well-Being will be delivering several presentations addressing well-being for healthcare professionals. Consider arriving a couple of days early for a coach training course, January 22 and 23. This training will equip you with the mindset and skills to help people change without giving them advice. Whether you're a doctor, a dentist, a PA, a nurse practitioner, a resident, student, or spouse, you will love this highly interactive training. Visit cmda.org events for more information. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Healthy Doctor. Tune in again next month, and until then, care for yourself as you care for others. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.